And welcome back to another episode of I Got a Bad Feeling About This, everybody's <laughs> favorite Star Wars podcast with are you, one third of the co-host, Omar are, Salisbury. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> are, are we doing this? All right, big guy. Introduce the rest of us. <laughs> All right, <laughs> with my amazing co-hosts, Chuck and Bennett. Why am I last? <laughs> We're know. going reverse in order in alphabetical. You can't always be first, Bennett. So what are what are we talking about today, Amari? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the latest episode of The Bad Batch, episode three, came out last week. And I gotta say, it was definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I don't recall the title, Bennett. I know you know it, though. Yeah, I do. Damn, it's great. It's kind of like your host. <laughs> I thought it was obvious. You know what? Go ahead. You can, you can take over. It's, uh, it's called Replacements. It was uh third episode of the season. Just came out uh, last Thursday night, uh, Friday, if you're on the East Coast, Friday morning, 3 a.m. Uh, and yeah, like Mark said, this was definitely one of the better episodes of the season. It definitely is starting to pick up the pace of the snowball. You know what I mean? The, the plot is starting to unravel a little bit more. Um, and we're getting to see what this show is and where it's going as a narrative. Because of that, I think we're starting to get a real sense of what this show is going to be. And in some ways, I think we're going to see a lot of these Clone Wars style adventures moving on of the group going to planet to planet, facing adversity there. Whether it is the wildlife like we saw in this episode or the Empire's new clone troopers or their new... Uh, this is your spoiler warning. This is your weekly spoiler warning. Or the new advanced trooper uh, program that General or Admiral now, Admiral Va- uh, Rampart, I believe his name is, uh, is running. And, you know, we're going to, I think that's just going to be the course of the series. So um, instead of doing a summary or going back to basics, we're going to do the question and answer. Fellas, how is this series trending for you folks? Is it trending up or down, and why, Chuck? Um, for me, it's going up, uh, Bennett. Uh, after the first, well, not after the first, after this episode uh, expressed his um, his approval of the episode, I'd say, um, and I would agree with it. It was uh, it was a good episode, and it was interesting that it was just a, it was a compact episode, and what I mean by that is its length. Um, so it was interesting to see you know um, us to get that story in what a twenty seven minute episode, um, and one that was was interesting both for our villains on that side of it as well as for our main characters um, on the hero side of it. So it was an interesting episode to me and a good one, and I think. Personally, that the show is turning up now. Yeah, I'm a sucker for uh, parallel narratives between good guys and bad guys. Omari, how do you think this show's trending? Uh, I definitely think we're getting into the more like character development, and that's always like when shows become the best because that's when you really see the characters go through like real trials and tribulations. And I feel like that's kind of the direction we're going towards. Uh, I think at the beginning. Uh, the call we were talking about how like we're only one fifth of the way through the show and it's like we're already seeing like the advancements in the story so i'm trying to really see where they can go with 16 episodes you know like 
how long are the stories going to develop on their own? And then when are they finally going to cross back again? And then like, where will they branch out to? Because, you know, we're kind of seeing all the different perspectives of like the what's happening in the Star Wars universe at this time. You know, it's not really something we get to see before. So I hope we get to see them explore that further, like how we did in episode two, but also from uh, the like a uh, crosshairs perspective in this episode where like they're hunting down like Saw Gerrera and stuff. That was a long answer, but <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I like it <laughs> basically. Yeah, I think it's I think it's trending up as well. I mean, this is the first episode that I felt like it gave a fighting chance for each character that they've introduced in the show um, and are continuing to build from the show, namely, obviously, the Bad Batch of the Squad. This is the first time we get to see them, really. I think this is something that Filoni really works well. This is a space he really works well in, these character episodes where... Might not be the most plot heavy, might not even be the most lore heavy, but we're getting a lot of these character nods where we get to see how they are going to start interacting. And obviously a lot of this is centered around Omega because she's the newest character. Um, and on a, on Crosshair's side, it's centered around these new um, human troopers, which is obviously the birth of uh, the Stormtrooper program. Uh, so we're starting to see these storylines develop on each side. And a lot of them have to do with relationship. And obviously, I mean, that's important for any show, but I think this development so far, I mean, looking at the first episode, which was my least favorite episode, cause I thought it was pretty hollow in terms of relationship development, in terms of character development. This is definitely the peak that we've seen so far. I wasn't too hot on the second episode either. Um, but this this one, I definitely enjoyed where we're trending. So does anybody else have any thoughts on that? Just how we're enjoying the show's movement? Mm, not really. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it's interesting, too, because we're only three episodes into a 16-episode series. This is the longest show we've gotten out of Disney Plus yet, uh, aside from uh, season seven of The Clone Wars, which I, th well, actually, no, this is longer than that um, by a couple episodes, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see them have a longer form, and I wonder if they can have the sustained narrative that some of these other shows have had. Because even in my opinion, The Mandalorian, while not dragging on at all, sometimes feels like they either had too many story arcs they tried to wrap up in eight episodes or they had one story arc that could have been wrapped up in two episodes that didn't get wrapped up until like four um so and, and that that might not that might be more of a criticism for the marvel shows instead of the, the star wars shows but still disney plus i'm just i'm, I'm they're, they're taking a short form approach so it is interesting to see how these shows are trending in terms of story and the rapidity of how they are getting things done so my next big question here is rampart this guy is a really interesting character to me we saw him briefly in episode two when he's talking about the chain code program and then in episode three we kind of get the revelation he's in charge of this um 
special forces group that is populated by humans. Omari, I'll pass this one off to you first. How do you think this guy is going to be approached for the rest of the season? Is he the new lead villain? Is Tarkin just like the the first arc villain who's going to take a step back now and let Rampart do his thing? Or are they going to kind of work together? I'm, I'm a little... I'm confused well, about what they're doing because they I thought it was insane. interesting when we saw Tarkin like kind of defend the clone program at the end, at like the very end of the episode, where he was like, "Well, until you figure that out, we, we still need these clones." And I was like, "Huh." I like because based on episode one, you would think he's trying to get rid of them like ASAP, right? And it's so. it's interesting because to me, Tarkin and Rampart fill a very similar villain role. You know what I mean, like. Tarkin is a pretty good foil for Vader because Vader is the brute strength. I'm going to go out there and chop some people in half. And Tarkin's the cool, calculated, I'm going to sit back and be the diplomat and be the slimy, greasy guy. But it kind of feels like Rampart's that too. So I'm interested to hear guys' thoughts and how that's going to move forward. Are they just going to coexist? Is that going to get crowded? So on and so forth. No, I definitely feel like they're just going to like coexist in a way like it's the way they introduced him he's set up to become important right and you know i feel like maybe like tarkin's just gonna go on and do like bigger things you know because we know he goes on and do bigger things yeah and they're building that on other stuff so it's like they're building that thing yeah they're building that thing so i just feel like you know like tarkin's to help introduce a new character it would be weird if we just got introduced to that many new characters at once right he's hopes he's there to like slowly ease him in to us as the viewer, but also like in the story and like what they're actually doing. I, I I like what Omari said there about easing him up. I don't think necessarily that uh, Rampart takes this big, huge role, right? And then he like overtakes anybody. But I think that um, having him eased up is sort of the right way to do things here. Because um, I don't know. I, I thought about it a little bit and I thought that maybe Tarkin would um, like kind of take the credit for, you know, what happens with Rampart's um, ideas here, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but I'm not, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of interested to see more how it goes. Cause I don't think they necessarily throw us a character who's just a pawn. You know what I mean? Right. And you um, know, we have, we have the uh, the the title of his project, the War Mantle, and it's interesting because, I mean, it's hard to really pinpoint what the end goal of that's going to be. I mean, we know that within the stormtrooper pretty much hierarchy, there is the regular stormtroopers who are like out, um, just being you know stormtroopers, and then there's also the death troopers there's the royal guard like the emperor's guard imperial guard is i guess what you would call them um but there's so many subsections and i wonder what the end goal of this one is i saw one theory floating that this was the start of the death trooper program which mm. I, I don't know if i necessarily agree with but it, it is interesting to speculate what war mantle's end game is so Speaking of like projects, this is one of the more intriguing story threads that they kind of threw at us. And I, I, I just kind of, I found it to be 
they wouldn't they wouldn't include the scene unless it meant something. You know what I mean? There was that scene of the Kaminoans, Kaminoans, whatever the fuck. Um, oh, I'm, I, oh. how do you say it? Kaminoans. I don't know. That's how I say it. I'm thinking. And it's a Kaminoans. I'm not. I didn't. I like them. I think they're fine. He likes them more than like actual clones. No, stop! I like how they look. <laughs> like they're tall. <laughs> they're like. I mean, like nice. they probably the eyes. Short with like Larry Bird and Julius mm-hmm. Irving. And why am I? How, wait, how did we get to Larry Bird and Julius Irving? Because they're tall and they can play basketball. I bet. Okay, you said those names over guys like Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You said Larry Bird. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I don't know. I said Julius Irving. He's Dr. J. But oh my god! Um, I just I I thought that that scene where Lama Sue and Nala say. I want to. I think that's correct. Um, when we're talking on the bridge of their, uh, like the overseeing bridge of the area, and they were like, "Oh yes, the next thing is ready," and she was like, "But will it work?" And he's like, "It better, or else we're gonna lose a lot of cash." And I, I kind of want to know what you guys think that is because I don't know what it is. Like I have no idea what they're talking about because we don't know what the next wave of clones were post 66 as far as we've known up until now our knowledge is that they stopped the cloning process right when the empire took over and obviously we're leaning towards that's a that's a pretty big object of tension in this show so i want i want to get your guys' thoughts on that cuz i think it's a good point of discussion i will see go. oh you go <laughs> go ahead Chuck. go ahead, go ahead. No, Mario, you go no, ahead. No, 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 no. I went first last time. I'm. I don't necessarily have distinct thoughts on this. I found it interesting. I'm more so. I'm. I'm intrigued by the Star Killer idea, right? But I don't know if that idea gets brought in necessarily. I mean, obviously, uh, Sam Witwer has been involved with the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not like he's not a reachable person. Because I think if you do Starkiller, you have to do Sam Witwer. Just, I don't know. feels right to me. Um, but I'm I'm in, interested to see what the our long-necked friends have up their sleeves. I'm, I don't necessarily have an idea of what that means. But um, I'm, I'm sure that'll be, not to um, get a, above, ahead of ourselves here, but I think that'll be one of the arcs that we might see is whatever they have coming for us. Yeah. On one hand, I'm interested, but on the other hand, it's like we know whatever it is is not going to matter in the long run. <laughs> so it's well, kind of like, eh. yeah. So, eh, okay. So that that's 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 a good point, and this is the issue with prequels, really. This is the issue with playing in this space uh, you know there's so much of it that we can just write off as you know it's probably not going to matter and at the end of the day bad batch clone clone force 99 is probably not going to matter i don't think they're going to do anything omega historically Sorry. significant in terms of star wars lore um unlike how the mandalorian has taken a heel turn into being probably one of the more important shows i think bad batch is a pretty good bet that it's going to be an offshoot um hopefully not the last we see in the Filoni animated verse but 
Um, I don't know why I'm saying that like it's its own universe, but you know what I mean. I just, I wonder how much this show's gonna set up, and I wonder if this clone, this ultimate clone thing is part of it. And the only thing that really points me towards a star killer answer is the fact that we don't know what Omega does and if she's like, okay, the way they were introducing things was saying that they were running out of Django material yep, and they needed a new source. And my thought is, okay, well, who could they have cloned and who's been on Camino lately and then I was like, oh, holy shit, wait a minute, Obi-Wan was on Kamino quite a bit. But then I was like, no, they wouldn't clone him. And it's just like, there's so many questions, like, wh- who's going to be the new genetic material? Who's going to, like, because they said they had a plan for particularly that about the next wave of clones, because they wanted to make it count. And I, there's just so many questions about that one scene of dialogue. And in my opinion, if it wasn't setting something up for the greater stage of the show, it wouldn't have been in the episode. Like, it would be point. Oh, yeah. Like, that, to me, is a good line of dialogue to just give the fans who are paying some attention, you know, uh, like a little tease that something's going to come up. Kind of like, I don't know, I guess I was about to say Dark Troopers, but Dark Troopers weren't even teased. Those fuckers just came out of nowhere. Uh, But... Yeah, I, I don't know. This was it's a really perplexing thing because I don't know where they're going with that next. Also, Sam Witwer has been in every show except for Bad Batch so far. So hmm, makes you think. Makes you think. Makes you think. And Maul's not gonna be in this show. No. Maybe. Uh and we know Palpatine I mean he's on the poster, but that doesn't really mean anything. So he is? Yeah, he is. Oh, well, I mean, we've kind of seen, seen him in holograph form, but hologram form. Eh. And that wasn't um, that wasn't anything. That was archival of Ian McDiarmid. Um, so who knows? He was was he in Resistance? I don't think he was in Resistance. Oh, he was. I just looked it up. But I, I'm interested to see where they go with this um whole next wave of clones things i i I have an a bad feeling that it's gonna be something silly and something kind of bland because uh i will say although this show is trending up for me it's still a little bland Mm, i feel that i feel like i watch it because i'm intrigued by like star wars universe as a whole but it's like mm. Nothing's got me like if all sixteen episodes were out, nothing would have me like, oh, let me watch, let me yeah. binge this right now. Like the crosshair tension, like to me right now, the biggest thing that is what what's like attracting me to the show is to see what's going to happen with crosshair in relations to the rest of the group, because that to me is the most attractive storyline because it's very Clone Wars, you know what I mean? Because you know they're brothers. And they have a brother who's been left behind, and that's part of Hunter's. Like he feels like a failure, and they're 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 worried about him. And they have that moment with the weapons case, and I don't know. There there were some touching moments in this episode about Crosshair that made me wonder 
like what's going to happen next week. And that's probably the biggest thing that's drawing me in that and the promise that we're going to see like Rex probably and a couple other clones. Um, so that's kind of what's drawing me in week in, week out. But about Crosshair, and this is interesting because we talked about it last week too. And I wonder if this episode changed your opinions because I know it did for Chuck. But what's Crosshair's end? What's, what's the end of his story looking like? Because he had that moment of maybe remorse when he was sitting on his bed and looking at his new team. And like, you know, he was seeing them sleep where his brother slept and he looked at the completed uh, missions and he was sitting there at his bed at the same time Omega was getting her new bedroom. And I'm just wondering, to me, that signifies he's having peace. There's there's still a little bit of him in there, right? Like there's still a little bit of Mm -hmm. the cynical sarcastic crosshair who just gave like the rest of the team a hard time and wasn't murderous and terrible um because my god that moment where he shot the civilians or, or ordered the shooting of the civilians was intense it was i need you to to do the reenactment bennett um okay so he was like where's Sagarera? and they were like we don't we don't know we pro- we promise and the guy was, and he was like, then kill them, I guess. And the guy was like, kill them. I'm a, I'm a, not a clone. I'm not going to take orders from a clone. And then he shot him and said, uh, his, you know, his catchphrase, he did the whole good soldiers follow orders. And then he made uh, his other friends murder civilians in cold blood while he watched. Um, what a scene, huh? I... Okay, and it wasn't like something that had me shaking in my boots because we didn't actually watch them kill them. Uh, but it was still pretty visceral and um, dark for a kid's show, I would say. It's not a kid's show. Yes, it is. Um, it's Star Wars. We got we got a little girl named Omega like petting energy-eating lizards. But Did then she pet that thing? Got- then again, we also have Crosshair uh, committing uh, war Things crimes. Are, yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of a double-sided point. Do you think anybody was sitting there with their kids and they were just like, oh, I mean, how am I supposed to explain that? Uh, they're but, like, uh, we're set to stun, I guess? I, I fully think what I said last week is what's going to happen still. Even more now. Even more now. Chuck? It's it's a tough situation, because um, I I, I mm, kind of like sixty forty on it. I sixty percent am aiming towards Omari's uh, Omari's scenario, but also the the scene of what seemed to be almost doubt or remorse, um, or just missing his old squad is intriguing and it's something that's obviously you know like kind of bennett was talking about with other scenes it's something it was it was there for a reason obviously and um like you said with uh, omega getting her bedroom uh of sorts or her room so you know i it's it's something to note but at the end of the day i'm still kind of leaning towards omari's scenario so am I, you know, that it, it'll be very Star Wars, it'll be very heroic, and, you know, he'll probably die, I mean, he'll definitely die. 
Uh, I don't see him coming back and being a happy-go-lucky clone again. I saw a lot of fan art of them all hugging him, and he was like, welcome back, Crosshair. Uh, but he did murder civilians. Um, and I know it's not him. I know it's his inhibitor chip. But he did kill them. So, yikes. And Doesn't uh, have free will. This inhibitor chip storyline... He does not have a choice. Is really interesting to me. Because obviously this was something we saw, what, in the last episode of season seven? Um, and by we, I mean you. Because uh, I can't watch two shows at once. I'm already watching like five shows right now because Bad Batch is on now. And I'm like, I'm at my limit of information my brain can contain. I'm also watching like Star Trek, so the similar themes are getting pretty confusing. Uh, and I, I just think that this inhibitor chip idea, I'm worried about the rest of our boys. Because Wrecker, I mean, Wrecker had a headache this episode. And he kept like doing, oh, my head. And I'm like, I'm worried for him. And I want, I just. If that's how this show is going to go, they're all going to have issues with their inhibitor chips until Tech figures out whatever the fuck he's doing with the inhibitor chip detector or whatever. They explained it with Techno Babble, and I didn't really catch what it was supposed to do. I think it was supposed to measure how much influence the inhibitor chip still had over them. What do they do if one of them goes rogue? Just like Crosshair did. Are they going to have to abandon him? Or are they going to have to like forcefully remove it? Are they going to do whatever Ahsoka did to Rex to, to get his inhibitor chip out of him? Uh, there's a lot of questions about this, and I guess this isn't a super open-ended answer or question, but it worries me. It's a worrying storyline because I think it, it could develop into one of the most interesting storylines I think I've seen in Clone Wars. Uh, right up there with like the Maul arc and the Mandalore arc. If mm. they take that risk of having their characters turn each other very suddenly throughout the show. That mall arc is something special. <laughs> that mall arc is pretty untouchable, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, the Mandal I put the Mandalorian up there with the mall arc, but that mall yeah. arc was like, when it was new, it was so crazy. Like, first off, the trailer where they teased that mall was back was crazy. And then you watch the episode, and it lived up to the hype of the trailer. And it was just the most amazing thing. All right. Oh no, Omari, your 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 headphones are doing the thing. Well, yeah. It mm. sounds like we're on an ocean breeze right now, and I can't cut it because we didn't use audacity. <laughs> so we're gonna. I'm gonna sing a song until Omari can take out his headphones. You guys ready? Um, you know you can pause the recording, right? Oh, no fucking way. Let's do that. And we're back. Wow, hey, we're so amateur at our production. And by us, I mean Bennett, because he forgot he could pause the recording. Um, So where were we? And I was blabbering about what's wrong with record. But that's all I really have to say about it. Let's talk about how many arcs we're going to have. I had a thing to say about Oh, that. well, then say something, Chuck. Well, I thought you would give me a chance. I'm giving you a chance right all now. All right. I, I, you know... You kind of went all doom and gloom. You think he's going to go bad. What if he does? 
I'm thinking that your favorite character and his stupid invention are going to kind of help with that right away. Um, I think that's a next week thing. Like next I think that's a thing where, yeah, it's like, oh, my head, blah, blah. And, you know, might uh, and we might get a bit of a scare where record goes bad. But then tech stupid thing will be able to help him. And I'll be like, okay, this works. Now we're going to go use it. The, mm, oh, like go use it on Crosshair? Go try and use it, you know, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think tech's little invention that he basically, you know, spent a good amount of the, what, last week's episode on. I think I think that comes into play right away. Yeah, and I wonder if it's, I wonder if that's like, Ouch. I wonder if that plays into the crosshair plan. Like that's um, where it goes. But it, that's a good point. Um, yeah, you're probably right. I doubt they'll go that dark of a storyline, but I kind of wish they would. But I thought it was a kid's show. <laughs> it's a kid's show, guys. Yeah, but also they murdered civilians, so it's kind of a kid's show, but it's Murder. also kind of terrifying. What else do we got? We got uh, we got how many arcs do we think there's gonna be? Yeah, so there's fifteen, uh, sixteen episodes. Three. What? Three. <laughs> you think there's gonna be three main arcs? Mm-hmm. And then mostly like side stuff going on. Star Wars has a habit of introducing characters like to branch out on things. But I don't know how much they do that because they only got they only got like so far. I think there's only one season confirmed of this show, and I don't think they're gonna do a season two. I doubt it. So I feel like if mm, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if they were, it might have been something we already heard about. Right, and I I have a hard time with thinking about how they're gonna introduce new characters because. They have such a short amount of time to finish the storylines. Like in The Mandalorian, if you think about new characters, it's at least new characters that are important to the story. There's uh, obviously the lead, Grogu, Cara Dune, uh, Carl Weathers. What was that name you just said? Uh, Carl Weathers. I didn't even hear it. Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah. Thanks. You finally, you finally remembered his name. I remember when we were doing Mando, you never remembered his name. I'm gonna let you in. Oh, it's just Grief Cargo. I cannot. Oh, Grief Cargo. I was about to say, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. I'm calling him Carl Weathers because I cannot remember his character's name. Carl Weathers. Um, Carl Weathers, which is stupid because I love Rocky. <laughs> Throw uh, the damn towel. I really liked Predator. So, like, I don't, I should really. After what you say, we were recording. <laughs> um, so. What was Grief Cargo's character again? So, so we weird. got, um,. We had those like five characters or four characters and you add on like uh, Quill and IG-11, but those guys died. So the thing is with these types of shows, they're so condensed in format. Whenever you get a new character, it's really hard to gauge what effect on the story they're going to have. So like if we think about the show having three arcs, uh, I can actually see that. Uh, you have like the the crosshair arc, the Tarkin arc, and then maybe you have a Palpatine arc to finish it off. And uh, that would spell probably death for all our boys if there was a Palpatine arc. So let's hope there isn't that. 
I think whatever that cloning thing they're talking about is probably going to heavily influence the second arc of the show once they get this whole crosshair business done. Because my theory is crosshair dies at the end of the show. I I think they'll bring him back for a little bit as a good guy before he dies. I, I think it's not an immediate thing. I, I can't see this tension existing for the whole 16 episodes. Um, maybe he'll die like episode eight or something. I, I don't know. But there's a lot of uh, things that they could juggle in 16 episodes. But if they keep it simplistic, I wouldn't complain either. Is like a preference that either of you guys have for like what they what they do? I don't really know what I want from this show to even begin with. Yeah. Because it's not really like I'm I'm curious about what happened during this time in the Star Wars universe. But I don't know if I was ever really curious about it from the clones perspective, per se. Whoa, Omari hates clones? Whoa, Omari clone hate? What do I gain from hating clones? I can't uh, hate. Can what hate. does Bennett gain from hating clones? Nothing. He just does it. I don't. I yes, don't. You do. Yes, you do. Um, I kind of agree with you, though. <laughs> but it, Well, actually, that's not true, because I've always been interested in the phasing out of clones because in legends that was a pretty big deal and, and part of it which is interesting is that uh, cody was part of like what crosshair is doing he was the one who trained non-clone recruits into the empire and he, but it was completely different like cody was just bitter and like oh oh you know clones could do it better um and then he died in a bombing run Cause he got he got like demoted to janitorial and he got bombed. Wonk wonk. I think last him. I think we see Cody again in this series. I genuinely think so. He's too big of a clone name to not wrap up his arc because we don't know what happens to him. Um, we even know what happens to Fox. We don't know what happens to Cody. So, well, we know we'll see Rex again. Is yeah, but Rex Rex's story's been wrapped up already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was just remembering clones. Yeah, and um, like, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, in addressing, you know, getting prepared for that question, um, Cody's name pops up, right? I'm just, I'm really wondering how you introduce him. I, villain, really? Special ops, maybe very bad guy. I, I don't see him. What? Being- a, yeah. What if uh, they ask Crosshair, like, you have anybody? that you would want to join to replace the guy that died. Like, I know, I know what you have to do. I've been at does the voice better. <laughs> like, I know a guy. It's fucking Cody. I I like him. I like Cody. I think he's a dumbass because he couldn't kill Obi-Wan. Blast him. He had one of the easiest ways to kill his He guy. wasn't even shooting him, though. It was a stupid dude on the cannon. Yeah, he was like, oh, I can't make that shot even though I have a sniper's visor on. Hey, other guy. Oh, he does. Other guy, go do this for me. And he and they're like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Fucks it up. Doesn't get a body or anything. He's always oh, dead. Was, <laughs> I don't know what episode it was where I dug on Cody for not checking, too. Because, like, that's a literal <laughs> Jedi. No body, no nothing. Just, ah, he's dead. He good. But, uh, maybe we'll see Cody again. And, uh, hey, maybe we'll see him in the Kenobi show, honestly. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, I, I have an interest in clones in this show because we know Rex. Rex is the only confirmed other clone. And Omar, your 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 knowledge of the clones is a little more vast than mine is. So what what clones would you like to see outside of Cody and Rex? Honestly, that's it. My only clones that I like were Cody, Rex, Echoes, whole squad that all died by the like Echoes whole squad is like the characters I like. Like most of the clones I liked already died. My boy Heavy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so bring him good. back. He's dead. He's dead as fuck. I think he got eaten, didn't he? By mm. metal. No, he blew himself up. Yeah, no, he blew himself up. Heavy blew himself up. Yeah. I love that arc because it's backwards, you know what I mean? Like you see them all die except for Echo. And then they do the rookies episode. And then they yeah. do like their first mission together. And honestly, hey, fuck Filoni for showing us them dying and then being like, and I'm going to make you emotionally attached to all of them. And it's just like, it's crazy because I feel like that arc really just shows the insignificant of clone lives. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what we talked about in our clone episode, just how sad it is that these people are, um, they're like mass produced to the point where they are their own, like basically race. And that because they, you know, they build their own culture, they build their own creeds, they build their own relationships with other cultures, and by all means, they have their own species now. And then they're just they're just used to fight a war that they don't they don't want to necessarily take part in. But they also, once the war ends, we're seeing them now in a place where they're displaced, and now they're being brainwashed. And it, it's kind of. Uh, it's it's kind of disheartening this this the bad batch is it makes you reflect a little harder on the clones which i'm glad because fuck those people who are like yeah for the republic i'd love to be a clone dude yeah man you know who else wants to be a clone no um so oh wait <laughs> I five goes here too. Like, I'm yeah, like who else wants to be a clone? What'd you say, Amari? I was wondering if high five goes was here too, but it's okay. I can't high five. Uh, um, like it's just man. it's so interesting to see how this show is approaching the questions that Clone Wars started, and this is a true successor in a lot of ways. Um, but if you're going in like me, as somebody who only watched Clone Wars as it was being released... And, and still hasn't seen Season 7. Hasn't seen Season 7, so the Bad Batch is kind of a very foreign concept to you. It, it I will admit, and I will give, that the show's doing a really good job of making me care for most of the members. And it's weird, because one of the members that I particularly care about, I'm starting to not care about. And I think it's just because they, they just haven't really given them anything to do. Um... <sighs> echo like the, the dude just hasn't had <laughs> like he's not doing anything and that's fine because you know they're juggling a lot of characters and you, you got to pick your moments but he's straight not doing anything right now he was like he was at the start and end of this episode um and that brings us to power rankings, power rankings. uh omari why don't you go first uh at number five right Oh, are we going to go backwards, worst to best? Yeah, so number five, we have Tech. Yep. And yeah. At number two, we have Echo. Okay, hold Ooh, on. Oh, yes. Five, at number four, you have Echo. 
No. At number two, we have Echo. My my whole order is fucking you up, isn't it? It's okay. At yeah, number man. four, we have Rekka. At number three, we have Crosshair. And at number one, actually, yeah, at number one, we have uh, Rambo. Okay, so your order is actually Hunter, Echo, Crosshair, Wrecker, Tech. Mm, yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Chuck. kind of threw me okay. off there. I was like, wait a minute. What I number know, did you just say? pretty confused. Go ahead. Okay. Chuck. Okay. We're going. I'm counting down. I'm going from five to one. Okay. Tech. Wow. Big surprise. Echo. Crosshair. Hunter. And then Wrecker. I'm sorry. I'm a Wrecker supporter. I'm very interested now, just so people know, Bennett, after he watched the episode, goes, he'll be very surprised by my rankings this week. You will. I already know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know the specific order, but I know someone's going to see a jump here. I'm just interested to see how it goes. So without <laughs> uh, without further ado, uh, Bennett has the floor. <clears throat> Number five, tech. I fucking hate tech. I don't know how much I can describe how much I fucking hate tech. I know this is the exact same spiel I went on about Wrecker, but holy fuck, tech pissed me off this episode. Because first off, the whole episode's conflict was spurred on by him being an idiot. And I know he's supposed to be super smart and just like kind of awkward and socially like he doesn't know how to talk to people. But him being like, I found that all these systems are fine. Fucker, your hyperdrive was fucked. And you didn't tell anyone. You're in. You're an idiot. You're stupid. And that's such a dumb way to get the plot moving. And like that made me piss. And then the rest of the episode, in my mind, was spent abating how pissed off I was at that stupid framing device. Because what the fuck? Um, four's wrecker. And honestly, he would be like three if I just didn't like Echo to begin with. I because going in with me liking Echo. Uh, it stopped Wrecker from making a big jump, but I did really like his actions this episode. That finale scene of him giving Omega her own room was just sweet, and I, I really liked it. Um, I just thought it was a, a good way to cap off the episode about her not really feeling like she belonged and proving herself out there against the energy monster or monster energy, if you will. Post Malone, X Monster Energy, check it out. Sponsored, not actually. Um, I just thought it was an interesting way to wrap up this uh, this episode. Number three is going to be Echo, because uh, I like him. That's really all. Number two, Crosshair. Wait, no, 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 no. I need to pause you. What okay. about Echo do you like? I liked him in Clone Wars. <laughs> okay. But this yeah. is Bad Badge. I know, but like that's it's enough. Song. I like song. You don't, you don't fucking like his. Shut up! You don't like his. Arms. <laughs> you don't like his arms. Fucking stupid. <laughs> but like, um, there's three episodes of this show so far, and Echo really hasn't gotten a chance to do anything. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And so I'm basing him basically off of what I remember from okay. him Clone Wars. Because all I ever hear from you is, oh, his his arms stupid. His arms stupid. He hasn't done shit. <laughs> yeah, but I, done I still like him a lot, and I like the whole Echo loss, and they brought him back, and they kept teasing him. <laughs> That's the only dialogue I've heard from Ben. His, his arms dumb. 
I think I don't know if I wrote that again this time in my episode notes. Let's see. Uh, no, I didn't write his arm sucks. I did write uh, Crusher, you dumbass, stop telling this literal baby she's going to die because they were crashing and he was like, we're going to die. I'm like, hey, Crusher, don't do that. Number two is Crosshair. I like him. Great villain, actually. I take it back. Last week I said he wasn't. This week I'm saying he's a good villain. Uh, I said he was an annoying villain because I didn't really like that. Uh, didn't really like the whole, oh, let's just take one of the good guys and make him a bad guy thing. But I really am a sucker for like, um, this is something I do in D&D all the time too when I'm a writer for D&D. Uh, make like a squad that mirrors your hero squad and have them fight i really love that story trope and crosshair leading them was a really smart idea good job dave number one is hunter he's still cool still cool he's dad he's space dad so it works all right that's enough of bad batch for today we're got some news we got meh news is a hard thing to say it really is but um we got some things special to celebrate. I think the the 17th or the 16th, I think. I can just look it up. One of those days was the Attack of the Clones 19th anniversary. So happy 19th anniversary to Attack of the Clones. It came out in uh, 2002, May 16th, 2002. It was a disaster of a movie, a complete bumblefuck shithole. But gave us the clones. So happy birthday, Attack of the Clones. Let's all give a clap for Attack of the Clones. If you want to know how we feel about that movie, we have a prequel rewatch. Uh, that's episode two of the prequel rewatch, obviously. But we also have some quotes from Ewan McGregor. He's starting his interview circuit of... Uh, stuff about kenobi he's said a couple of interesting things one of the interesting things is the costume look is not at all what you expect i huh what i was me i don't know what to expect <laughs> exactly so to me that makes me think it's gonna be completely out of left fucking field because oh, what i was expecting was desert clothes yeah huh i don't know Maybe he gets armor? Maybe he gets, like, combat armor to fight somebody? Maybe he wears something special to fight Vader? Get his, uh... No, I don't think he... If he puts on the fucking Clone Wars armor again... That's what I was thinking, but I don't think he would after what happened. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, because it'd be a little showy. Mandalorian Obi-Wan armor? Mandalorian I don't know, man. There's a Uh, lot of things it could be. Is Hunter armor? It'd be interesting to wear him to see him wear that again because we know Tatooine is you know hive of scum and villain. Oh, we have to go back to Tatooine. That's right. I mean, the whole fucking show is going to take place. So I'm going to cry. I like him so pissed, and it's only six episodes too. So it's like definitely the entirety is going to be on Tatooine. Maybe not though. Maybe he leaves, and now we're just going to find out about it. Like, maybe we didn't. Maybe know. you're right. You're right, and that would explain like the whole costume thing being different, but. The reason it's, I don't know, it makes me trepidation that it's only six episodes, because they've also claimed they're all going to be an hour long. But 
they said the same thing about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so we'll see. Where it only had, what, two episodes being an hour long? However, I was satisfied with that. But only because it gave us a promise that, you know, the characters were going to return. I think this is the last time we see McGregor as Obi-Wan. I think this is the final thing for him. So I hope they do it really well. He also said, I don't know, he has a, he has a bunch of these vague quotes about, like, filming. So one of them was... Uh, he said something about how he filmed something with somebody very important to him. One scene. He filmed the scene that was like... I don't know. He said like emotionally important. Um... I don't know what that means. Some people have floated sateen some people have floated um i don't know what do you guys think that's such a weird quote that he filmed something with somebody important i don't there because it's like is that important to him is that important to someone else is that all he said yeah is that vague yeah then i mean i really can't tell you you remember when uh the one lady from uh the Mandalorian said like she wasn't in it. Who? Uh, Rosario Dawson? Yes. No, not Rosario Dawson. She played one of the other Mandalorian soldiers on the episode where like they got to like jack the ship and it crashes. Fish mom, like frog mom, like that whole art. No, am I tripping? Mercedes Varnadu? I don't know. Ah, Yes. She like, bro. She was in the final episode, and she was supposed to get the, like the dark saber, but she didn't. And she had that weird look at Mando when he had it. I mean, Katie Sackoff, Bo-Katan. Yes, Bo-Katan. Oh my fucking god, that was like fucking pulling teeth. Yeah, I was like, which one are you talking about? You mean like the main? You mean Duchess? She's that's her sister, right? Yeah, it's Satine's sister. Yeah, so Satine's sister. Here's the real quote. Let me get the real quote for you. Uh, McGregor revealed that he filmed a very special scene on May the 4th with someone very special in his life. In his life? I don't, I don't know what that means. If it's life, it feels like it's got to be more like a personal thing. Like he's just fucking with us. I, I, I doubt he's just fucking with us. However, fucking, I don't know. We've been fucked with before. Yeah, what's his ass from... Uh, WandaVision goddess with like a very simple You got a big cameo. Oh, it's me. It's me. <laughs> Damn you, Paul Bettany. Damn you. Um, so there's another yeah, two pretty vague ass quotes from you and McGregor on this interview circuit, and uh I I don't know. He's not giving us a lot to work with. The show comes out in a year, so he can't really give us too much to work with, but Nevertheless, I'm still intrigued by him revealing these little tidbits. Last thing he said was the show has been absolutely brilliant. So uh, hearing good things from him has inspired me to think that good things are going to come from this show. If you think about this, this has been, I don't know, so, so long time coming. Such a long time coming because this was something he wanted to do back like in 2015 and it's just been building and building since disney acquired the rights to star wars and apparently he's known about it for a very long time and said it was like 
annoying to have to lie to people and be like, no, I'm never being Obi-Wan again. Because it was like an NDA that he couldn't talk about the movie or the, the television show. So to hear that he thinks it's absolutely brilliant inspires a lot of confidence in me. Um, and yeah, I guess that's still my number one anticipated show, even with the announcement of Mandalorian Season 3 and The Book of Boba. We did that a little bit earlier when we got the big reveal dump of all the different shows. Uh, but Kenobi's still my, still my most excited pick. Uh, how about you two folks? I still will stand with Bad Batch. I'm pretty sure that's what I said, because I feel like there's a lot of potential for what they could show and develop on. And, uh, no, actually, Kenobi. Yeah, Kenobi's a fire. I don't know. I'm excited for everything. I love everything. Everything's going to be cool. Because Mandalorian season, that's going to pick up the pace even more than the last season did. So that's going to be cool. But then just like Bad Batch is a whole different, like, Bad Batch in a... Kenobi are going to give us just more insight on things like that we've never seen before from that side of the universe. So it's just, you know, it's going to give like more depth, which I also mess with. But also the Mandalorian is just going to show us something new in general, just like a new story to follow outside of the whole Skywalker saga. So I don't know. Everything's exciting. Everything looks dope. Everything I look forward to. So your question, is it... uh what you're excited for amongst the projects or the ones we've just talked about in this episode today? Uh, among the projects. Cause like, I think one that hasn't been mentioned yet is book of Boba Fett. I'm very excited for that. That's, I mean, Ming-No Wen's back Timur Morrison's back. And I real. I mean, as far as we know right now, we don't know anything <laughs> besides, I mean, the, that those two guys are going to be in it. Right. I mean, unless you've heard any plot related things, um, I'm very excited to hear more about that character and to have Tamir Morrison back. And is it does it tie into next season's Mando? That's the thought. That's the thought. It's like supposedly the ending of that is supposed to go right into Mandalorian. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, obviously Kenobi is very exciting, and to have <laughs> Hayden Christensen back for that is uh, really great to have. But. Book of Boba Fett, something that struck me, and I'm ever since we saw that in that end title screen, uh, very ex- interesting to see how that goes. And I cannot stress enough: uh, this is probably the golden. This is the new golden age of Star Wars, folks. If you're disputing that, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, we should get another Star Wars holiday special just to top it off. Well, we mm. did. We got a Lego one. Oh yeah! Oops. <laughs> Yeah, the one that we kept saying we were all going to watch, we just never did. Whoopsies. Oops. I Oops. was going to watch. Maybe we'll do like a Christmas in July special. <laughs> um, seriously, guys, this is like the most we're going to get for quite some time, I'm guessing. And if we can, can, if we can keep this consistent output of Star Wars material, you can be one of those fans who complains about too much coming out and then turn around and consume Marvel movies like they're fucking cheese balls. But this is something we've never seen with Star Wars before. We've never seen that much come out at once. Thanks for saying cheese balls like we're entering like a Halo 3 lobby. I was like, what is what way, what thing are you gonna compare it like the Marvel consuming comparing Marvel movies to? Well, you don't like, well, like you pull them out of the tub. And- you could have used Kirby there. Um, 
Cheese balls. Cheese balls. And <laughs> I, I just think Star Wars is in an awesome place where we're getting so much stuff. Um, what's the one thing, what's the one project we always compare, complain that we don't know anything about it? Is it Visions? Visions, Visions is nothing, right? That thing's just a big, big question mark in my and brain. Right I now. almost wonder if it's because it's been, it like... Because when's that supposed to come out? August. Of oh, you're kidding. It's supposed to come out around the same time as What If. So. Oh, wow. And hmm. I, I wonder if it's been so hush-hush because they like big project it's a big project with international leads rather than mm. like one localized production um but none of the artists have been announced none of the plot lines have been announced and what we originally thought it was going to be not just us on the podcast but what the greater public thought it was going to be uh became a youtube miniseries so we genuinely do not know what this show is gonna be. We talked a little bit about it last week, but yeah, that's mum's the word on that amongst the Disney folks. I'm guessing it's just to not crowd up the Bad Batch release. Uh, so once Bad Batch gets done, I, I think we could expect a press release on that. But I think that's all we have today. So Amari, give us that sweet, sweet outro. And this has been another episode of everybody's favorite. Favorite. Well, I guess to do the outro in the intro. Are you sure you don't want to do the outro, Ben? No, you can. No, go for it. I, I've, I've gotten over it. Favorite Star Wars podcast. We'll see you guys next time in a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Amari. I'm also Charles. And I'm Bennett. Thank you all so much. For- <laughs> and I'm Bennett. Uh, I'm Bennett. Cheese balls. Cheese balls. It's going to be so nice and tell them thanks for listening. We're cutting it right now. Cheese balls.